Welcome to Moon Harbor Heroes. Today's issue is Storyteller, issue 24, The Song of the Stars. On the cover, a small spaceship floats in the depths of space. Behind it, there's a swirling nebula of red, orange, pink, and white stars and space dust. If you look closely at the nebula, you can see the faintest hint of an outline of Vixen and Lynx dancing. We turn the page and our story begins. Our issue opens on the storyteller in a conservatory. He is looking through a telescope, and then he says, In the distance or by our side, lovers lived and lovers died, and fate rolls on, unaware it seems, of shattered love and broken dreams. One love endures through many lives, vixen and lynx, with clashing knives, and hands held tight from Earth to Mars. They meet again in The Song of Stars. The storyteller encourages us to look through the telescope with him. As we do, we see that same nebula and spaceship from our cover. We turn the page and our story begins. All right. Hi, everyone. Uh, so today, for our second to last lifetime of the Crossing the Seven Stars game, we are going to be playing Connection Lost by Toby Abad, which can be found in the You and I Role Playing Games for Two anthology. Uh, if you search You and I Role Playing Games for Two, it should come up. I believe it's available on Itch and a couple other sites. Uh, so today we will be joined by a very special guest. If you'd like to introduce yourself. Yes. Hi, uh, my name is Narissa Hart. I use she, they pronouns, uh, and I am a actor, multidisciplinary theater artist, streamer, and speedrunner based in the DC metro region. So I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for asking me on. Of course, we're excited to have you. So uh, before we get started, um, the concept of this game is that one player, which will be Narissa today, is a space traveler who is one hour away from certain death. Um, they are drifting, being pulled in by the gravitational pull of a planet and will be dying in an hour. Uh, the other player is the only person they're able to speak to, the other voice on the other end of the line. Both of us have uh, secrets as to why we are there. So the older player has some questions like, what do you know about this world, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the younger player, which will be me in this case, has the four different secrets they could have about who they are to this person. Because we are playing a new iteration of Crossing the Seven Stars, there's also the added caveat that one of us remembers the previous lifetimes and one of us does not. So I will mm -hmm. remember the previous lifetimes where Nerissa will not. Mm -hmm. uh, so we wanted to take a sec to talk about safety tools. As always, uh, X card is on the table. We can X anything at, at any point. We can always take a stop, whatever we need. But uh, any other safety mechanics you'd like to use there, Nerissa? Yeah, I was going to say um, sometimes, so X carding is really useful for this is a full stop. I do not want X in the game to check in. But then if there's ever a time where we just have to take a second to just check in with the other person out of character, I find the term pause to be very useful because that's not going to come up on its own very often in conversation. So it's very distinct and easy to hear. Um and then when I've done LARPs in the past, I know that having a phrase that you can say in character, but we know as a cue of, hey, this is me, Narissa, checking in on you, T, to make sure that everything is okay. Um, so if we wanted to come up with something like that, um, it's like I, I would be 
absolutely open to that if there's something that you would have in mind. Absolutely. And uh, before game, we mentioned, uh, you mentioned um, that when you're doing like a 1920s LARP, the phrase is like, listen here, right? Yeah. So if you want to let someone know that the in-character thing you're saying is a, it's actually you out of character asking for consent. Um, there was a 1920s LARP I went to called Velvet Noir within Tropic Endeavors. And the mechanic that they would use was saying, listen here. So you could say like, listen here, if you don't get out of my face, I'm going to sock you. So like, I'm going to punch your character. And if the other person says, oh, you wouldn't dare, but then gives a thumbs up, that's their way of saying, yes, I am great with this action. Please keep it coming. Um, But if they were to give a thumbs down, it would be a way of saying, nope, out of character, I am not okay with that action. So sometimes it's really useful. Um... So maybe, okay, the first thing that came to mind is, uh, this is going to sound very dumb. One of us is the younger player and one of us is the older player. So it could be, you okay, kid? And you okay, old timer? Or like whatever phrase, like nickname you want to give my character on the other side, but having that button at the end. So we know like, this is our check-in phrase. And if we say, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. That's us letting the other person know that it like out of character, we're fine. I love that idea. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, that sounds great to me. And then uh, my thought of like a in character, uh, like a I need a pause, but we don't need to like pause action completely. I just like need a second to breathe. Mm-hmm. Maybe doing like a oh, you're breaking up or something like that. Since we are like the two characters are communicating via like communicator. Um, so something like oh, there's a bad connection or oh, you're breaking up. Give it a moment just to be like, all right, I need to just breathe for a second because that got really intense. Not stepping out of the game. I just need like a second to stare at the stars or whatever the case may be. Yeah, that I was going to say your breaking up is a really distinct, simple phrase. I think that sounds great. Um, and then that would give the other person an opportunity to maybe just dive in. And either it can just be a moment of silence or it can be a moment of, okay, the other person is going to take the scene for a minute, maybe just talk to themselves, talk about the area around them. Since uh, one thing that's really great about this game, um, the descriptions for the older and younger player are brief, but give you so much really interesting. They they give you great hooks to play with um, as far as the starting point of the story. Um, And it specifically says like there should be not only distance between the two of you, but unlike other role-playing games where you can say, oh, and my character enters the pub, everything should be done as if it's a conversation or through the dialogue of your character. So I wouldn't say I go up to the door and the handle stuck. I would say, God, why is this handle stick every time? So things like that, that just keep it in character the entire time. Um, so I think that's a really cool mechanic just to keep it in the world of that call between us. Absolutely. Yeah. Toby mm-hmm. Abad. Is, so this is getting a little off topic, but Toby Abad is one of my favorite game designers. Yeah. I, yeah. I, um, Toby also wrote a game called Songs, which is my favorite role-playing game after like Masks, um, which is basically oh, so uh, it's yep. two um, exes coming together to like meet after like a long time apart. Uh, and you each come with a playlist. And at certain points in the game, you like trigger the playlist. And it's a very cool mechanic. That's so fun. Okay, side note, you have to send that to me later. Uh, I'm very curious. But 
yes, I'm I'm extremely pumped to play this game and just the design alone seems really cool. So yeah, I'm definitely going to be looking up other things from this designer later. All right. And is there anything else that we need to set up before or should we should we get the timer started? Uh, so um, for those listening, we did already answer our questions because that can take a few minutes. So rather than have our editors sit through like five minutes of us writing stuff, uh, we each answer them previously. Uh, so yeah, I think we're okay to... Oh, wait, one more thing. Um, one of the mechanics of Crossing the Seven Stars is that we name each other's characters. <gasps> oh, that's fun. Okay, Um the one thing I would ask is, would you prefer a more feminine name, a more androgynous name? And I can go from there. Uh, let's go effeminate for me. Okay, fantastic. And what about uh, for you? Uh, anywhere in between that spectrum is great. Excellent. So, have fun. <laughs> oh, gosh. Now I have to take this really seriously. I, I don't know why, but n- names have always been something very significant to me. So... Oh gosh, let me see. Francis, your name's Fran. Yeah, your name's Francis. Uh huh. Uh, And I'm going to say Francis probably uses she/her pronouns. Okay, sweet. Um, I think your name is Cleo. C L E O. Oh, I like it. Okay, so Francis and Cleo. Oh, amazing. You already got it. Amazing. We're on the same page there. Read my mind. We both took notes and posted them at the exact same time. And um, for this character, uh, let's say any pronouns apply, like Cleo, she, they, he, any of them. Anything and you are correct. (laughs) Perfect. The one other thing, because we are playing different iterations of these same characters, um, there's a... The main characters that we are basing this off of are Vixen and Missing Links, who are two heroes from Moon Harbor. So Missing Links is the more, like, controlled, steady, uh, law-abiding one. And Vixen is her lover, now wife in canon. Um, But uh, she's more chaotic. She is a Catwoman-like thief. Um, So do you have a preference for which of these two? Are you feeling more chaotic or more controlled today? Oh, um, let me see. Okay. I think, I think chaotic just because of the cards I pulled. That's like, great. I was going to say controlled for me because of the cards that I pulled. Perfect. So I'm going to say page. Amazing. I love that that worked out so beautifully. All right. Let's go ahead and take a deep breath. And then whenever you're ready, uh, you'll start the um, timer. And I guess, do you want to start the scene there? Yeah, that's on that sounds great. <coughs> hello? Uh hello. Uh this is this is uh this is air travel ship uh number 3.79. Um this is my uh final broadcast out. Uh I'm just trying to get anyone. Uh I am Captain Daniels. It is can anyone hear me over? Uh, Cleo, is that you? Francis? <coughs> Cleo, wait. I don't know how I'm intercepting the signal right now. It, I'm just... Wait, where are you? Uh, well, uh, funny you should ask that. Um, I am... You know, if the nav system hadn't broken down earlier, I could probably tell you that. I, I know that I'm about three months out from uh, the final destination, but... 
the nav system broke down about a month ago. I, I honestly am not sure where I am. What do you mean final broadcast? I've been making one of these every day for the past three months. So thanks for finally answering, Fran. I didn't get any of them before. and I mean, It's okay. Hey, hey, you're fine. I, you know, if, if some of them had gotten through before, this probably would have turned out great. But um, stay on with me for a bit, kid. Okay? Okay, yeah. Um, <coughs> <laughs> you sound like shit, Cleo. <laughs> yeah, well, I feel like shit. So very apt, very precise of you. But I guess you've always fucking been that way, huh? I'm trying to remember. Do you know if they put an emergency flask in here anywhere? <laughs> I mean, when we left, you insisted there was an emergency flask of water and an emergency flask of whiskey. So which one are we talking about? <laughs> uh, take a wild guess. Uh, yeah. In, in case of emergencies, it's going to be uh, in uh-huh. the drawer um, underneath the box there. Okay. Got it. Okay, um, I don't know if you can still hear me while you're out there grabbing the flask, but uh, just try to stay calm. It's going to be all right. Uh, Well, (laughs) very sweet of you, Uh, but I don't know if that's true this time, hon. Come on, you made it through so much. Like, remember that time that you were in the airplane and it started to crash and you were like heading straight for that like sulfur pit there? Jesus Christ, I had barely gotten through my training, but yeah, I got us out and that was just shit ton luck. This, this is different. Um, well, I got the flask, so, you know, that's a good thing. <sighs> it is. How are things on your side? You doing okay? Yeah, um, I'm, I mean, I, I miss you. It's been a while. Um, I, I guess, what has it been now? Seven months since you left? Yeah, something around there. Now, I it, the the savings I sent you, like they were they were enough to keep you covered, right? You still got some of that? Uh, yeah, I've I've got it, and uh, I mean, kids doing well. Um, so uh, they got a job as well, so they we got some income coming in uh, for the family. Mm-hmm. Um, right. What's the and, job? <laughs> uh they started doing deliveries uh so they are um piloting your old uh spaceship there and doing deliveries around the local system good for them oh that's so good to hear i mean it took them like (laughs) weeks to get that thing up and running well i mean if if they had maintained it the way that i asked them to then it wouldn't be in such shit shape but here we are I mean, it's not like you ever were the best with your vehicles. Hey, I resent that. (laughs) Okay, look, they may have come back with a few dings, but I got them back, especially through the asteroid belts. Like, it's... (laughs) Yeah, please make sure they're not driving the way I do. Yeah, I'll I'll make sure (laughs) I relay that message to them. And, I mean, your spaceship now, I mean, how's the condition of that? Uh... You should probably do a quick pressure read of the um, back rooms there. If you're not using them, you should be able to close them off. Uh, I can't exactly do that right now. Uh, Fran, how many people are down there with you right now? 
and ground control? Uh, right now, uh, it's night shift, so it's just me. But, uh, you know, there's a staff of 20, 25. Uh, most of them are sleeping or at home with their families. Okay. Uh, can, can you take us off of live? I, I just wanted to be us for a few minutes. Uh, absolutely. Give me just a, a second there. Yeah, yeah. Doing okay, old lady? Yeah, yeah, I'm just fine. Just fine, kid, thanks. Uh, All right, uh, it's just us. Okay, uh, I'm going to fill you in, and I need you to not go get anyone. I know that the projected game plan is if things go wrong to immediately get the person who's the head of the mission and go straight up the chain of command. But can you promise me we can just keep it us for a little bit? Okay. Yeah. Uh, for a little bit, I can do that. Uh, I can't move because uh, I kind of uh, have a hole in my side. Cleo, that's not funny. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm not trying to joke here. Um, it's just me, Tris, Madeline, all of them. Uh, it, it's just me. Um, I already went ahead and uh, set the, set the files to upload. Um, we got a few pictures, nothing to study, uh, some audio, but. Uh, and I, I wrote up a few reports. They should already be either headed to your system or in your system now. So don't worry about that. The information is already set. Um, but I uh, don't... Fran, make sure that Kit gets uh, gets through driving lessons and keeps down that job. Um, you're going to need the extra income, but also the nest egg should be enough to get you through for probably... <laughs> God, I want to say another six months, so you should be okay. <sighs> okay, Miss Game Plan, and you're not saying anything. I'm sorry, I'm just, uh, I, I'm a bit shocked. Um, and I was, sorry, I was searching to see if those files came in, but based on the reads I'm getting from your ship, it does not seem like there's enough energy to get them out to us. It looks like it's mainly trying to sustain life support. <sighs> so... In that case, I can probably get them to you in about 50 minutes or so. Why 50 minutes? Uh, I'm, I think um, by then this probably will have cleared up enough um, my side so I can get up and just reroute some power. That's all. You know me and creative wiring. I've always got an idea. Yeah, I, uh, I, I do remember when you... I'm sorry. I, I just have to ask... Does it hurt? <laughs> yeah, hell of a lot. Um, <laughs> no, I can't lie about that. Uh, it it hurts like crazy. Uh, but you know, what are you gonna do? Um, I know you don't like the graphic details thing, so I wasn't really gonna get into it. Um, like we we can just talk and hang out for a little bit. That's really all I was looking for. Just you know, I've been focused on the mission for so long that. I haven't had a moment to just have a date with you, you know, listen to, listen to a record or talk, hear about your day, how practice is going. Like, I know that this is a big, fun, exciting mission up here. And there are so many people who 
are saying how glamorous it is down below, but you're getting to live out the little things, you know, like hanging out under a tree on a warm spring day. Fuck, I'm so upset that I missed last spring. Yeah, uh, that magnolia tree, the the one that they imported from Earth, mm-hmm. um, it bloomed really early this year. Yeah. Uh, there was a frost right after and it kind of died off, but it <laughs> bloomed so early and the flowers were just so pink. It was, I just kept thinking about the time that you and I took those like stupid paper flowers and <laughs> put them on the top of the like heat geysers. And like tried to float them as high as we could. Yeah, and look how that turned out. I mean, I didn't realize they were that hot. I didn't realize they were going to catch fire. (laughs) Okay, well, see, part of me just thinks that's a pyromaniac in you. Listen, I know that you like to think that you are this wonderful put together person, but just join me. I (laughs) refuse to join you. Your life is just a little too chaotic. It's like there's a difference between going for a nice drive in the evening and going for a six hour long joyride until we both fall asleep on the side of the road. But the sun, the sunrise the next morning, though, you can't really argue with that. I don't really remember that sunrise. What did it look like? Well, um, from what I remember, uh, we got as far as I think Ontario getting past the border was a bitch, but when we when we got there, uh, I remember looking over and you were completely passed out while we were listening to the radio. I pulled over and hung out for a bit. Um, when I looked up, it was just color and lights. I I think that was actually the first time I had ever seen the Northern Lights. And then when the sun finally came up, it was just oranges and blues and pinks. I don't know if the, I don't know if the Northern Lights had anything to do with it, but it was particularly beautiful. And I have to say the gold looked really nice in your hair. Was that too much? No, that was a a very lovely description. Thank you for sharing that with me. Yeah. (laughs) I miss you. I miss you too. (laughs) I, uh, I don't know if you noticed in the last video that I sent, but there's a, uh, new picture hanging in the kitchen um (laughs) kit uh went to this stupid party and everyone is dressing up as their heroes um and uh there were like four people dressed as you and they looked so uncomfortable (laughs) oh my god how did they even dress up as me there's not much distinctive. Was it was it just spacesuits and then saying, "Oh, I'm Cleo." Well, they uh, had name tags that said uh, Daniels on them. Oh, um, oh yeah, that that helps. <laughs> and uh, a couple people did the uh, the spiked hair from a couple of years ago. That like oh god red and blue spiked hair you did. <laughs> doing that the hairstylist did such a bad job the pink after was so much better Mm. i mean i guess that would be a way to make it distinct god the papers fucking loved that one didn't they yeah uh (laughs) local traveler (laughs) i don't remember exactly what it said that's the one that immediately went in the garbage we don't need to relive that (laughs) 
you know, that is fair. Um, I do, however, remember a great haircut right when you finished Academy. Was that your favorite? It was quite fetching. Um, I don't necessarily know if it was my favorite, but uh, it was really lovely. I think my favorite was when uh, your mom got so upset when you had been growing your hair out. And then one day you just said, I can't take this anymore after a particularly bad fight with her and just cut it right there in the kitchen. I was really proud of you that day. You know that? I don't think I realized that you were proud. I that That is really kind of you to say. Well, yeah. I mean... You were standing up for yourself and claiming that piece for yourself. Takes a lot to do that. Oh, God. Uh, give me one sec. Alarm's going off. Uh, emergency shutdown procedure number four, please. Crap, come on. Okay. We're good. Emergency shutdown procedure number four is the one where they siphon oxygen out of one of the other rooms, right? And bring it into the room with you? Mm, yep. And I have a feeling that it's probably from the shots. Um, okay, so here's the problem, Fran. Um, I, don't, I don't think you're going to like what I have to say next. Um, I think I already have an idea, so just you can say it. If I don't die out here... Um, it's not going to be safe for anyone down there. Uh, they sent us on this mission to search for other life, to try and bring our society to the other worlds that we had found that were sustainable. Um, the people we found, um, I gotta tell you, Francis, um, they, they weren't great. This species, uh, that was up there, they've been draining worlds for years decades, millennia, who knows how long. There was no way we could take them. And when I tried to help get us all out, the one person who I managed to land a hit on, um, turns out may have been one of their leaders. So I have a ship that is slowly dying on me and a navigation system that will not function because of how many overrides I had to put on it to not ping out my location. But uh, <coughs> at this point, uh, I figured that uh, I had one of two options, either try and make it back there uh, to see you and Kit, or um, once I've got about five minutes, give or take, I can reroute the power to the last bits of the system that we need and get all this information back to you. So you all can actually do something with it. And if I turn on my nav, they take me out, find my location. Y'all are scot-free. They know we were there. They don't know where we came from. And I have you to thank for at least covering our trail for part of the way. Your system's good. <laughs> it's <coughs> it's really good. Uh, sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but I figured you'd want to know. Thank you for telling me that. Um... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I wish you knew how right you were. What do you mean? Sorry, just, uh, we've been <laughs> trying really hard to get the navs reactivated. Uh, well, they have been trying really hard. And 
I knew they wouldn't be off unless it was for a reason. So I have been constantly diverting signals. Yeah, but it's not going to keep up for long. If you've been watching their signals, you know that they are powerful. They're going to break through eventually. And they're, from what I understand, their technology, it adapts, it learns from the things that it's interacting with. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. I mean, ours learns too, but it's not as smart as theirs. Yeah. Hey, um, hon. Yeah. Um, what do you see right now if you look outside? It is nighttime and almost completely black. There are some lights from some buildings and the stars above are remarkably bright. It kind of gives this effect of a constellation above and a constellation below. Mm -hmm. And this really beautiful effect of just an endless sky of stars. I'm sure you're kind of used to that by now, though. Yeah, but did I ever tell you it took me a while to get there? Um, uh, you might be surprised to know, uh, for many years past childhood, uh, I was afraid of the dark. I mean, I love looking outside the window now, but the idea that we were going out and expected to go into these spaces into a darkness unknown darkness not traveled you know you hear all those stories about the thing that goes bump in the night and the monsters under the bed and if you can't see what's in the darkness how do you know something's not there that kind of thing but i wanted to say that now that i've flown through space and found out that it's nothing to be afraid of but I think weirdly understanding how much there is to fear out here is what got rid of the fear in the first place. At least I knew what the thing that goes bump in the night looked like. Does that track at all? Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, fear of the unknown is more palpable than fear of a specific thing. Yeah. It's the reason that people love novels so much compared to movies and why a horror novel will always be scarier than a horror movie. Because you're imagining your worst fears, not a single person's interpretation of them. Yeah. <laughs> but you never liked horror movies. You don't watch any on the ship. Yeah, no. I made sure that when Tris was watching those, I was not in the room. Look, I, I already have enough to be worried about out here. Why would I also want fear to be my source of entertainment? I'll take a solid comedy, maybe throw a musical my way. Thank you very much. <laughs> Like if you can't if you can't sing with it or you can't quote along with it, what's the point, right? I mean, maybe that's just me, but I can't say that I have the same absolute love of suspense and horror films that all the rest of you seem to have an obsession with. I mean, I also like comedy, though I do think musicals are a bit banal. I think they're a little predictable. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, here we, I, here we go on this talk. <laughs> it's. I just have never had much of a voice. I never found myself inclined to sing. Never really felt like that was my strong suit. Well, uh, you don't have to be good at something to enjoy it. Like, I suck at football and I love watching a good game. Like, I could never play that. Who's who's to say that you can't enjoy singing in the shower or something? I suppose that's true. I always just kind of assumed mastery was required for entertainment no uh what's that thing um they say what it takes like ten thousand hours to become even competent at something if you don't put the time in 
you'll never be decent to start. I mean, I know that you're used to picking things up and immediately being really good at them. But for once, like, hey, if it's something you like. Now, if you don't like musicals because you don't like musicals, that's fine. Keep keep believing that. Keep feeling the way that you want to feel. I totally respect that. I, I respect your wrong opinion, but I respect your opinion. But if it's because you don't know how to do it, why not just enjoy it? anyway like is anyone testing you i honestly feel like my entire existence is a bit of a test wait what do you mean by that there's just a lot on my shoulders at all times that's all that i meant (sighs) yeah and i guess i'm not making it much easier uh no it's it's fine i no i I, I mean being there for you i love taking care of you And I, right now, you are the only thing in the world that I take care of and that I am here for. And that is the greatest joy of my existence. I have an idea. (laughs) You're going to have to deal with so much bullshit down there when I'm not there with you. (laughs) So if you have something you want to shout at someone down there in the office, everyone's asleep. Like, they're not going to hear you. Close the doors. Lock them and yell it, yell to me what you want to yell at them or tell me the gossip and crap that you haven't been able to tell to anyone else. Spill the beans. That way you get it off your chest to someone and then you can go off knowing that you said it. I have never really been one to rise to anger, but I do have some gossip. So <laughs> hold on. Let me close the door one second. Uh-huh, there we go. I knew you would have something. <laughs> So I overheard mm-hmm. Marco recording a message for Tris. Really? Yeah. Did you know that Marco and Tris used to be, the word wouldn't be romantic, but um, involved? I literally didn't realize that. The way Madison and him have been looking at each other, I have no idea. Well, that's part of it, too. Um Oh, Marco and Madison were also previously involved. No, really? And based on uh, what I have heard from Marco, um, Madison and Tris were also previously involved. Oh my God. Okay, that's a whole Hunger Games kind of situation going on there. Have they considered just dating each other? Like all of them? Or is this a, they're now fighting for the right to see what oh god that's that could get ugly in marco's last message to i think it was to madison i know that they suggested um you know uh a potential throuple polyamory situation when they got back i mean that's one thing i've never been been able to really wrap my head around but i also don't know that i ever really understood relationships i think i just kind of made it work you just kind of made it work Not in a negative way. I just think Uh the concept just, it feels like with most of my relationships, I had to try really hard to be someone that I wasn't to make the other person comfortable or happy. But I don't know, with you, it never felt like that. It just kind of flowed. It was never something that I had to give any thought to. Yeah, it was always just kind of natural, huh? Like I was made for it. Yeah, you and me both. Well, 
It sure is a shitty time to have this conversation, huh? Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry I am shitty with those conversations. Um, I know I can be kind of a stubborn asshole sometimes. Uh, But hey, uh, I I appreciate you watching my back. And um, you're great. Um, Sorry I never worked up the balls to say that until now. I mean, not the your great part. I'm sure that I complimented your work, and but I it's it's different now with this. You, you know, I, I you know what I mean. I'm not articulating myself very well, but when did you first know? No, that you had feelings for me. Yeah, um, figure that was the next question that was coming. Um, you know, I think it was. Uh, <laughs> This will sound very dumb. It was the moon bounce. Uh, It was that fucking birthday party that they had for a bunch of the kids who came in on that, like, bring your kids to work day. So they had the, you know, moon bounce, the bounce house uh, set outside and all this food and a bunch of parents. But then those of us who didn't have kids, like, we were supposed to just keep working and stay inside. And you said, well, screw that and grabbed a bunch of food and then ran into the moon bounce because it wasn't supposed to just be for the kids. And after seeing you working so tirelessly on on your work and your documentation, managing your teams and just seeing you say, screw not being welcome here and making the space your own. I don't know. I just thought it was cool. Did you know that I got written up for that? You know, I didn't, but also it doesn't surprise me. (laughs) It is the only mark against me in my entire file. Really? Wow, little goody two-shoes over here. (laughs) Yeah, that was uh, Colonel Adams wrote me up. And not because I left uh, my heel punctured the moon bounce as I was leaving. Oh my god, that's why it went down? That is why it went down. That is what my file says. Francis, you popped a freaking moon bounce? I gotta say, I'm impressed. That that takes quite a bit of work to really dig your heel in there. Why did you wear heels in there? You know you're supposed to take your shoes off before you go into those things. I guess I didn't think about it. I guess it was just instinct. To just go. To break the rules for once in my life. I'm glad you did. It was pretty great. I am glad it happened as well. Mm -hmm. And the recording got, what, like 30,000 views on YouTube or something? Oh my God, I'm kidding. By the way, I know that you're probably doing that thing of immediately trying to Google search for it and see if you can have it taken down. I promise you I'm kidding. No, but there are recordings online, uh, several videos from people at the party. Uh, (laughs) I, I think Colonel uh, so Adams may have it. posted it. Ah, uh, hot. See, I was making a joke about it going viral, but the fact that you actually went viral within, I gotta say, pretty badass. I wouldn't say viral. I mean, it got 11,402 views, but that's not really viral. Did you just check it? I may have. Francis? Looked at it, yes. Close the window. It's not going to do you any good right now. Close it. It, Okay, it's it's closed. Uh Uh-huh. I don't believe you. Is it really closed? 
I mean, is anything ever really closed nowadays? Okay, how about this? You got a window over there? Uh, yeah. Look outside. Okay. <laughs> good timing. Yeah, really good timing. I gotta there. say, one of the wonderful things about looking out like this, there's this dumb cliche of, well, that's the same moon that Shakespeare looked at, and... Marie Antoinette. Well, I don't know why you would want to look at the same moon as Marie Antoinette, but like people love bringing up the names. But hey, we're kind of looking at the same one right now. So I guess in place of seeing you, it's something. Yeah, that's kind of lovely. Yeah. All right. I've got the flask here. Mm. Oh, damn, that's good. What did you put in here? Oh, my God. It is a... (laughs) Very expensive vintage. Yeah. Yeah. Holy crap. I don't know how much you spent on this, but like get it for every single holiday because I don't know how you don't drink this every day of your life. Mm. It's a a 2020 actually. So it's a bad year, but a good vintage. God. God, that was that was the year of the fucking shutdown, right? Yeah, it it very much was. (sighs) Weird fucking year. God, I, I'm trying to remember, like, I think I was four or five when that shutdown happened. So like, I don't remember much of it. I remember I had, uh, this, what was it? Um, a, a switch. It was like a old game console. And I would just take that around the house with me everywhere playing games. And I had different games for different rooms in the house just to make sure that it felt like I was going somewhere. Um, I think it was, what, Animal Crossing for the living room. Uh, Breath of the Wild was the backyard. Uh, my parents hated it when I took it out there, but I re- I stand, you know. Pokemon was uh, for my room because I would just keep the light on and hold a flashlight. I love hearing stories about how old you are. Oh, shut up. Look, just because it was before your time, okay, saying before your time now immediately makes me sound old. So I I take your point. You are uh, practically ancient. Wow. We're really just going there, (coughs) aren't we? Ah, fuck. All right. I mean, you are infinitely older than I am. Yeah. Okay. Six years is not infinitely older. Right. Six years. Mm-hmm. Wait, are you counting the cryo sleep? That's what it was. That's what I wasn't counting there. I, I was about to say, don't count the cryo sleep. Like that doesn't do me any justice. Come on. That's dead time. It is have you really lived for that span of time if you weren't awake for any of it? I wonder that myself frequently. In a time before consciousness, are you alive? Am yeah. I ever alive? You? Sorry, I'm just getting distracted. No, 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 no. You don't get to change the topic like that. Not now. Cleo, I have to tell you something. Okay, now is apparently the time of secret telling. Go. I know we don't have a lot of time left, so I need to apologize. For... The messages you're sending back home never left the ship. And why not? Because you were right and their technology was much smarter than ours is. And 
So I stopped them from leaving. I also stopped all incoming signals. This ship is its own tiny little dead zone. Francis, we've been planning this mission for years. I'm not dying out here in vain. Let me send those files. Cleo, I can't let you do that. Why? Because Francis wouldn't want me to, and you wouldn't want excuse me to get sent uh -uh, uh -uh, pause we're not you just said francis wouldn't want me to who is this i don't think you all ever gave me a name but i am life support i am (laughs) the best way i can describe it is an ai i am this ship ship i knew that You were running out of time, and that Francis would be the person you would want to speak to. Fuck, so you were just going to let me die out here without completing my mission? They'll be able to follow the messages back. Their technology is incredibly intelligent. No, there's got to be a way. There has got to be a way. We have to get a, a, a warning to them. We have to get some kind of signal to them. I am not letting the... I'm not letting Earth just be sitting ducks... So you want us to keep every single thing here when we have been trying to get small materials and and anything we can to survive, and you're just going to let it die on this ship with me. There is a small distress signal with an embedded code that will give Earth the little bit of information they need to know. And what did you determine that was? Because apparently you're the one filtering all of this. I'm the one who has done years of research and gotten these reports together. And I am the one who can read all those reports and all of your research in nanoseconds. Yeah, yeah. And now for, what, my last nine minutes, I'm stuck with a fucking AI. Great. Cool. Okay. Well, do you want to name yourself then? Because... You were just pretending to be someone, and I really don't appreciate it, so you can name your fucking self for all I care. Or I can just lie to you, and I can be Francis for the last nine minutes. Tell me about our first date. (laughs) It's not in your files anywhere. I don't know what happened. (laughs) You mean the one I fucked up? Um, Francis, uh, if I'm going to be spending my own, I need a drink. Francis loved the movies. And I don't mean like the full projected ones that you walk through. I mean like projected on a single flat screen kind of thing. Uh, There weren't many theaters left, but this was like a big, big thing way back in the day. So I, I found a theater and since there was no one there, it was pretty easy to rent out. Like it didn't cost that much. And I rented it. But because I, being a fucking dumbass, never actually made a move, Francis and I constantly pittered back and forth. Sometimes it seemed like we were on the same page and like things were going so well, but I could never get myself to just say the words of, yes, I want you around, even when we were fucking around. Um, Because I suck at staying in one place. There's a reason I was fine when they sent me up. Because I suck at keeping promises and commitments to those around me. And I didn't want her getting stuck with it. Have you ever played Francis before when I was trying to talk to her? Is this a a pattern that you've made? 
No, this is the first and last time. Yeah, that's pretty shitty of you, you know that. I didn't want you to die alone. I thought that hearing her voice might bring you some modicum of comfort. In this file that you're going to get down there, can you get a message to her for me? I can do that. Tell her I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I could never get my shit together enough to tell her how much I cared about her. And that (laughs) every time that she was secretly singing in the shower, I loved it. Every second. It didn't matter what it was. It didn't matter the fact that she couldn't hold a tune to save her life. It was because she was happy. And I was afraid every day that I would be the reason that that happiness came to a halt. So, um, yeah, tell her I'm sorry and to take care of herself. I think about now that's all I can really do. Hey, uh, so so uh, Alexa or Siri up there or whatever, um, do you have any advice? Um, because it looks like um, power supplies are getting pretty thin here. And uh, I have a feeling that that lovely signal uh, is going to be charged at any second. I think the best thing to do right now is to look up at the stars and at the moon, because I do believe that Francis is looking at it as well. I don't know for sure. I can't access controls systems to look at the cameras, but I do believe that she's down there. And I do know that she's thinking of you. Because if there's one thing I learned from all the videos that she sent, it's that her happiness increases. You can see it in her eyes and in her, the smile and the way that her pupils enlarge slightly when she looks at you or when she's looking at the camera to look at you. She thinks about you and she cares about you and you do bring her happiness. So with the remaining 60, 70 seconds you have left. Look up at the stars and just know that she's there too. You know, for a load of bullshit coming from a robot, that wasn't bad. Not half bad, anyway. All right, well, bottoms up. Here is to exploration, to hoping that people get their shit figured out to ensuring the safety of Earth with my own destruction. And uh, to Francis, the woman I should have said yes to and never did. Bottoms up. Mm. All right. I'm going to reroute these systems. You ready? Because I assume that if I'm going, you're going with me. I believe that to be the case. I will send that message out and it'll be encrypted so it'll be safe and it will get somewhere, hopefully to Earth. (laughs) I never thought I would be afraid of dying, but here we are. I want you to know that I'm sorry for lying to you, but I also want you to know that I'm not because I learned more about being a human in these last... 60 minutes than I've ever known before. And how did it feel to 
be human, pretend to be whatever Francis was in feelings for me. It felt like drinking a good vintage whiskey. Warm, I think. No, I I know that that's what it feels like. That's what it is to be human. Warm with a little bit of a bite. And if you have too much, a lot of a bit. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, well, imagine that you're pouring yourself a glass of whiskey, uncorking the bottle, putting a little spritz of lemon or lime, getting one or two ice cubes in there, and feel the warmth. I'm going to take a drink with you, and I'm sure that'll make this simpler for the both of us. Just take a drink and close your eyes, okay? I know you don't have any, but just... You got to work with your imagination here because like, I, I wasn't exactly expecting to be giving uh, death advice to my ship today. Okay. Uh, All right. Um, so here's to the future of the human race. Here's to living. We turn the page and see the storyteller still in the conservatory looking at what looks like star maps on a table. He looks up at us and says, I have traced the stars and found a strange thing. It seems these seven lives are quickly closing. Just one remains in this cycle of love. Will they unite under the stars above? You'll just have to see when we meet again. Just see how this tale of love and pining will end. We look down at the star charts, which, when we look closer, are actually constellation versions of our six previous covers. There's a spot in the middle, perfectly aligned for one final cover to go. And with that, our issue comes to an end. Moon Harbor Heroes is produced by Icy Sheets, T. Huth, and Elliot Peterson, and edited by Icy Sheets and Sean Geddes. Icy can be found on Twitter at IcyNewYear or at IcyNewYear.com. T can be found on Twitter or Instagram at TPHuth94. That's T-P-H-U-T-H-9-4. Elliot can be found at Elliot Yelen on Twitter. That's E L L. I-O-T-Y-L-E-N. Sean can be found at The Crumpet on Twitter. That's T-H-E-C-R-U-M-P-I-T. This issue was played using Connection Lost by Toby Abad. Connection Lost can be found in the UNI Roleplaying Games for Two anthology, which can be found on DriveThruRPG. Clea was played by Nerissa Hart. Nerissa Hart, she, they, is an actor, multidisciplinary theater artist, and streamer based in the DC metro region. Nerissa has tackled roles on screen, on stage, in production, writing, and in voiceover. The web series pilot, Versus, that they wrote, created, and cast, was also the recipient of an official honoree award at the 2015 Webby Awards, and received three cinema and industry awards for Best Pilot, Best Direction, and Best Writing. Nerissa has also become increasingly popular on Twitch as Ruby Hart. That's R-U-B-I-E-H-A-R-T. Nerissa has held the title of Fastest Femme in the World of Shadows of the Colossus for a year running, and has played the game as quickly as possible for widely broadcast charity benefit marathons, such as Games Done Quicks, Fleet Fatals, The Decent Speedies, and Flintstock, with more marathons to come. 
Narissa can be found on Twitter at RubyHeartGaming. That's R-U-B-I-E-H-A-R-T-G-A-M-I-N-G. Francis was played by T. Huth. The music in this issue was a ukulele improvisation by Narissa Hart. Our logo was designed by Beautiful Beasties. She can be found on Instagram at beastly.doodles or on Patreon at patreon.com slash beautifulbeasties. If you want to get a hold of us, email us at moonharborheroes at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at moonharborcast. If you enjoyed this issue, please leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice or tell a friend. Five-star reviews and word of mouth are really the best way for us to keep bringing these stories to more people. And thank you so much for helping us save the world. We'll see you next issue.